Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Walk-Ins Welcome. We're going to help you get more patients, deliver better care, get repeat visitors, and scale your clinic up. That's what we're all about. I'm Nick. This is Michael. What is up, my brother? What's happening? Man, not a lot. We're doing this new thing that I'm excited for 2024. We're going to see how it works. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it all kind of came out of, well, your church may do this, but definitely my church does this. Series. A series. We're going to do our first ever series on Walk-Ins Welcome, and we're going to start with what was the catalyst of our best episode, which is we called it the patient, the, the front desk advantage. Yeah. Yeah. It was all is revolved around the, the importance of your front desk person. Um, and, but it was just an episode, right? So it was That's like it. 20, 30 minutes and we just kind of covered again, it's great information. You can go back if you want, but we decided like, all right, so whether you're a go to church or not, a lot of churches fall or pastors follow like the sermon series approach. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm going to, here's an overarching theme, and we're going to take it step by step, week by week, and just like we're going to do here, week by week, we're going to break it apart and kind of take the big elephant, put in a little, you know, sizable chunks and make it actionable, you know, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much you listen, how much you read or anything. If you don't put any of it to action, it's just words. That's it. You got it. Doesn't mean anything. So we're going to start that. And here's well, the thing. I mean, you hear me say this: like, knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge. Is yeah, power. exactly. Yeah, that we can send it there. But uh, so, but here's the thing: we see stats. So if we see an uptick in people listening to our episodes, we might do some more of these series. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We're we're not sold on this yet until we see how the responses are. If you and here's the thing: if you like this, please send us an email. We want that feed. We want real feedback. We we can make assumptions all day long, but when, but when we hear from you, we know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong, and we want to hear the bad too. Like right. please tell us something bad. We generally hear good things from people, which I don't mind. But I like some like criticisms, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll take the feedback, positive or negative. But yeah. here's the cool thing: we're starting off our first series. Our first series is called Front Desk Marketing. Front desk marketing. So your 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 main point of contact. And we're starting off the series, episode one of the series or or you know, series one, part one, however you want to say that. It doesn't matter. It's called First Impressions Matter. Yeah. And 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 I think it was funny because uh we live in digital, so impressions is part of our game, right? Like we have to look at that metric. We don't really care about the metric, but we have to look at it. And so like, but first impressions really do matter because at the end of the day, when they, if you got them, you spent all that money and time to get that person into your office. Now it's up to the front desk person to convert it over. Michael, have you ever heard the the comment, the wife sets the tone of the house? Yeah. Okay. Your front desk person sets the tone of the clinic. Yeah. That's, oh, the, yeah. that's the best way I can say it is their demeanor, their action, their thought process, all of that. They set the tone of how that clinic is going to operate. I don't care what you say. You you can be the leader. I guess another way to say it is the drummer is in charge of the band, Yeah, right? Like they're going to keep the tempo. They're going to be the one to set the pace, right? Same thing with your front desk person. So they're going to have to have a demeanor about them that is, I'm actually glad you're here. <laughs> I, I hate that you're sick, but thank you for coming in today. I'm going to be caring towards you, but I'm yeah. not the doctor. I tell, I tell a story, I don't think I've told it in a while, but when I was in college, uh, I went to the University of Tennessee. We had an on-site clinic for students. That's convenient. And there was an older lady that she was in her 70s, right? And I remember going in there. I was probably 19, 18, 
It's my first time away from my home. My mom took good care of me. You know, for, that kind of thing. First time you've been to a doctor out your mom with you. Yeah, something like that. Right? right? Nerves. And, and Exactly. And so I go in there. I feel terrible. I had the flu. I don't know what it was. I don't even remember. But I remember she was the nicest lady I'd ever met. I went in. I got what well, at the time they were just giving out Z packs like it was a Pez. Oh, uh, I forget about Z packs. Z packs was like the hot item for. I don't hear about that much. Yeah, anymore. it came in the purple package and it had like a five four three two one thing. You know what I mean? Anyway, so she, <laughs> I, I got a Z pack from you know whoever the doctor was, and this is an important note: doctors and and clinics like. I don't remember the doctor. I remember the front desk lady. That's the story that's being told right now. It's not what you say. It's how you make people feel. When I was checking out, I still felt terrible. And and I said something. I don't remember what I said, but I remember what she said. And she goes, well, everybody should feel spare, uh, like an eight-year-old child when they're sick. Mm. Right? Like taking care of like a kid when they're sick. And I just remember that it stuck with me. Um, I bet anyway. they still offered you a sucker, too. I don't remember. I just remember her. I remember her and I remember what she said. Anyway, the point is, is like her demeanor. I felt terrible. Guess what? Clinics, these people don't always feel good. If you're a chiropractor, their back hurts probably. Yeah. Right. If you're in urgent care, for sure, they're in there because they don't feel good or they're with somebody that doesn't feel good. I'll, I'll say that because I, uh, I've been to a chiropractor. I don't know if it was intentional or not. Like love the chiropractor. Um, but the the uh, lobby seats are the hardest seats I've ever sat in. They're like McDonald's table seats, <laughs> and they're like straight. And I even joked with the receptionist, I was like, "Y'all are just pulling the pain out of us, right?" And right. she laughed. She said, "Yeah, they're they're not comfortable, but you don't sit there very long, do you?" It's like now, and th- see. Let's spin that, right? Hey, it's desi- it's designed to get you up and out of your seat because you're about to come back here anyway. Exactly. There's no waiting. I love that you brought up the seats anyway because the, the next thing that I wanted to talk about just at this point was just the visual impact. Well, I, again, I think the, the, the front desk person is the one who's going to get out there and make sure that the magazines are straight and to make yeah. sure that the chairs are where they need to be and that there's no stains on the seats. And, you know, I'm not saying that they're the ones who clean the place. That's not what I'm getting at. But – their demeanor, they're setting the stage. That's part of the stage being set. Well, because here's the thing. You're, so the front desk person has a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, they do. They do. Like, because they'll either have it means, pay them well and, and be nice to them. They right. take the brunt. Like, they, they are your filter. Right. I mean, they, the, the, basically, they're not, they are experiencing the same level of junk as, like, a person at a fast food restaurant taking an order. Mm. Like, it's it's not fun. They're not cooking the food, but they're taking the money. They're taking the money, and they're taking the order, and they're the ones that get looked at if the order is bad or wrong. And chewed out. And if you're on TikTok, slapped in the face. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Somebody, somebody, there's one trend right now I am so angry at on TikTok Ooh. because I think it's stupid. Okay. I, I get tired of people doing stupid things at the expense of somebody else. And this is minor, but it annoys the heck. Sorry, sidetrack. Uh, there's a stupid trend right now on TikTok where you're in a off-road jacked-up vehicle, like lifted truck or whatever, and it shows them pulling up to the gas station. Hopping out of the gas station, acting like big and cool, busting into the gas station convenience store, filling up their uh, icy or slushy until it overflows, walking back out and chunking it at the front windshield of their vehicle and then driving off. That's the trend. And it's happening everywhere on my TikTok. Like at their own? On their own vehicle. 
I don't even know what to do with that. Sorry, like, side I can't note. even process it. Every, every time I watch, the like, first time I watch it, that's that's stupid. Next time and that pops up on your feed, you got to send it to me. Well, it's going to pop up now because I just talked yeah, about that's it. A good so, point. but anyway, side note: I, some of these trends drive me crazy. Like, why You're, slapping your front desk person is one of those? Trends <laughs> that's almost, let's not start that one. All right, well, let, let's do though. Talk about kind of like some key areas. I know that you have your own key responsibilities for your front desk person, um, and they may not line up with these. These are kind of overarching, right? So, you know, hello, greeting the patients. Yeah. Like with a smile. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you check in online? I got you right here. Yeah. Did you save your spot online? Oh, we were expecting you. Oh, my gosh. Just think about that. Oh, hey, hey, Nancy. We were expecting I you. I mean, how cool would it be? I walk, hey, Mr. Ray, uh, glad you're here. You are set for 930. Uh, we are right on time. So look for a call for me in the next Five minutes. Man, when I check in online at uh, AT&T, which I don't do very often, but when I do, there's a big TV up there, and it's got my name. Like, they didn't do anything, but, like, I know they got me. And it goes back to their screen greets me. I'm a lot less apprehensive if I know, if I've been communicated with, that something's going to take longer than me just sitting in the dark. Right. But but talking about, like, the visual side, like, so – you're giving a disadvantage to your front desk person if your lobby is cluttered. Like you have, it's hard to navigate, like physically walk through. Yep, that's the environment. Uh, if it's just not clean, right? Like you're, I hope your cleaning services come every night because that would be gross for a medical office, in my yeah. opinion. Anyway, keeping it clean is the signage to get into the lobby obvious. Like, are they walking in a random door and they're like, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is the front desk person actually at a front desk right. <laughs> and not in the back? Right. <laughs> like, or the side corners or whatever. Because, like, uh, the hospital system near here, they use a kiosk to check in. And I have very mixed emotions about it. Because they're key, like, so one is big waiting room probably holds like 200 people, big right. old waiting room uh, lobby. And, they have like four kiosks throughout the area, and it says check in here, and it has like four screens, and everybody's sitting there just tapping away, trying to check in, which I think is kind of gross. It's a touch screen, and you're they sick. clean it often. Right? And so like, I have mixed emotions. Like I understand the efficiency of it, but then all of a sudden, we have zero communication at the front desk. And a person that walks in there that doesn't have a cell phone in their hand, why don't you just put up a QR code, big giant QR code, check in here. Yeah. Set in, right in. Yeah. So anyway, so like, so give them the give the front desk person as much power as you can give them, right? So they don't need to have to fight somebody because they're already aggravated because right. it's not going to end well, and you're you you do not need to stress this person out. So because they got enough coming at them already, but well, yeah, we know they're there to greet the patients yeah. and, and to give a positive attitude. We know that they're managing appointments, like making sure that that lobby is efficient, mm-hmm. right? Efficiency matters. Uh, I can't tell you how frustrating it would be to be handed a clipboard, not spoken to. Here, fill this out. They're like, pass, just fill this out. They don't care that I'm there. That I get it. Y'all, I know you're busy. I do. I really do. I mean it. I know you're busy. But just acknowledging a person, hey, good to see you. We're going to be right with you. We're going to need to get your, your uh, driver's license and your insurance card, and I need you to fill this out. And if you have any questions, just just come back up here. I got you. You know, I thinking about so obviously a lot of the urgent cares that we're, we're talking to on this podcast and any smaller retail medicine style setups, chances are the distance from that front door to the front desk is probably short. Right. 
30, 40 feet maybe. Yeah, it's not far. But I'm thinking about the ones that have larger areas. I've seen them just back around the corner and stuff. So my, my thought's always been I really think – uh, they should have for the larger ones, right? They should have like a dedicated desk toward at the very front door, kind of like the catch all. Like, hey, hey, welcome, welcome, you know, what can we help you with? Blah, blah, blah. Like, kind of catch them right there and say, let me just take care of you, that type of thing. Uh, I'm just thinking about that, but that's unique situations because if you have that large of a waiting room, why do you have that many uh, people waiting? Right? Are, right. You, are you not efficient enough? Going back to the efficiency side. But. Well, I mean, that's the difference in an urgent care and a primary care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or hospital. Or, you know, when Heather was pregnant, all the gynecological, the, what, the OBGYN appointments that we went to. Yeah. I mean, there were a hundred chairs in there. There was just women everywhere. <laughs> just everywhere. And here I am, like one of like three dudes. Yeah. They're all I'm staring like, at you. Hey, man. Hey, like hey, you're a guy. Like you're a fish in a fishbowl. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I had to do that through three, right? So, <laughs> yeah. um, All right, so your front desk is probably going to be answering a lot of questions, either by phone, email, text message, your chats, whatever you have in place. They're probably going to be your main point of contact from that too. So making sure that they're clear in their communication, yeah. right? Not just, oh, God, have you ever picked up the phone and called somebody and they're like, what do you want? Or I, I really like go to the website. I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Like if they're calling you, they're a potential patient of yours. Make sure that you treat them with the respect that they deserve. I say patient of yours. They are your customer. Yeah. This whole podcast is about retail healthcare. Yeah. That means they had a choice. So I tell you, so I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yesterday I had an, inter- an interesting interaction. So I was uh, working on getting an appointment with a specialist and Two weeks ago, my primary care said, hey, we sent the information to your specialist. They'll call you. A couple of days go by. Nothing happens. So I messaged the – and this is all through their app. Like I'm just messaging somebody at my primary care. I'm not calling them. I'm just messaging them. Send another message. Hey, I haven't heard anything from specialists. Literally in five minutes, the lady pops back. Hey, I thanks for letting me know. I'm going to reach out again to them, blah, blah. And then still nothing. So mm-hmm. then a couple of days later, I said, hey – I still haven't heard anything. If you just want to give me their information, I'll call them and get an appointment. Five minutes later, boom, here you go. Here's the information. This is the doctor. This is the phone number to get your appointment. I was like, okay, thanks. Mm. So then I, so like they, the primary kid did the job, right? Like they were passing along the referral and they, they con and I know they contacted them because I called the specialist and that took way too long. It was like, I called on hold on hold and literally the person answered like the first person to answer was like what almost like what do you want i really thought i was calling some i thought i was calling the wrong people because there was no introduction the the funniest thing is when a business agent goes hello yes (laughs) yeah like Uh, because i was because i was afraid to say what i needed because like did i just call a person not a company and i said hey yeah this is mike ray i need to set up an appointment are you a new patient yeah, hold. Mm. Five minutes later, lady, new lady picks up the phone, and she said, "I can help you." And it's still no real introduction. So I'm like, "I don't know who I'm talking to here." And I and and, my, and I knew I got it right though when I said, "Yeah, I need to walk around trying to get an appointment." She said, "Mr. Rab, I was actually going to just call you." I'm like, "Yeah, right." You're full of crap. <laughs> but but it gave me the comments like, "Okay, I'm in the right spot." And. I still didn't fully know until I said, what's your address? So I know where I'm going. And she says, okay, good. <laughs> Philosophical question. <laughs> Philosophical question then. 
Would that have been a better experience or would you have rather been through a phone tree and just gotten directly to the person you needed to talk to the first time? I mean, ideally, somebody picked up the phone, introduced themselves in the place. And that's, took not care what I'm of no, no, no. that's not what I'm asking, though. I, I'm just saying. Phone tree would have been better. Phone tree. Phone, think, I, and I'm bringing that up for a point. Like if a phone tree is is better than your front desk, your front desk isn't trained properly. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That, yes. That's the point I'm trying to make. Like, if I would have had a better experience with a computer than with a human, you're doing it wrong. You're in the patient care space. And if you want to test your your skills at your front desk or your training, call your front desk. Call your front desk. Become a new patient and see what happens. Absolutely. Or have your spouse or child or whoever like that can call, and you just listen. And that is the perfect segue into our next segment, part, which is mastering communication skills. First of all, you're never going to master it. Let's just be clear about that. But you can be on a quest to, right? Your front desk person deals with people. Here's the challenge. They also have to deal with data entry. They have to deal with, you know, coding things. They have to deal with managing appointments. If you really think about all the things that a front desk has, has to do, there are two completely different personality types having to do one job. Yeah. Right. You have to have a high detail person and a high like energy person that likes human beings. Yeah. Those are very rarely the same person. You know what I mean? Or, or I'm thinking of Kimberly high detail. Yeah. And then me, no detail, very people. Well, and then, and then you can, if you're not sure, just at the end of the day, when you talk to your front desk person, if they said they're overwhelmed or tired, Mm -hmm. you know what's going on. That's right. As a side note too, we have a weekly check-in that we do for our employees here. Mm -hmm. um, And it tells us how they feel based on smileys. Smiley faces. Smiley faces, right? Or frowny faces. Yeah, right. Or exploding heads uh, face. Anyway, it's been the most revealing little Survey we do survey we ever do survey 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 oh survey that we've ever done uh, and it we're, it's been consistent for over a year now with us and right. we, we enjoy it. I even noticed now when I go to Dollar General that when you're trying to uh, get the finalize your transaction on the on the POS, it says how was your day and it's just smiley faces. I love that. I know. I was like, okay, actually, I love that. Yeah, we need to send out a, 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 a net promoter score to all of our clients and only give them one option: best client ever, best, <laughs> best experience ever. Yeah. No, seriously, when you're mas- mastering communications with your front desk, with them having to juggle all of those plates at the same time, I would argue probably the most important one is making sure that your that your people skills are in place. I, I recommend a book. I, I make my team make is the hard word, but it is true. It's required reading here. And that is Skill with People by yeah. Les Giblin. And then Y'all, you can read in 10 minutes. It, it's The book is is so chill. I mean, it's so easy. It's not it's not chapters broken into six different stories with scenarios and all that. It is like bullet point, five bullet points about that bullet point, move on to the next thing, yeah. right? And it's so actionable, and it talks about body language. It talks about people skills. Anyway, it's called Skill with People by Les Giblin. Highly, highly, highly recommend Skill with People by Les Giblin. Yeah, and like and like I said, it, it, you can read it in a few minutes. Like it's not hard reading, but it's so practical. It's literally like thirty-five pages. Yeah, it's fantastic. You you can read it on your lunch break. I read it every month, by the way. I know you've heard me say that. I do. I read it every month as part of just my ongoing reading. Um, and they can 
probably tell what chapter I'm on based off if I come in and I call you by name. You know what I'm talking about? Like people's favorite sound is their own <laughs> name. Uh, all right, handling patient data. Oh, yeah. So HIPAA, I mean, we can talk hip. We can talk HIPAA all day. We're not HIPAA experts. But right. the reality is your front desk person is taking a driver's license, is taking insurance, is taking a symptom card. You know, like they're filling out right. the symptom. How do I feel? They're taking lots of every bit of data about that person except for what your doctor's about to prescribe them. Mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity for them to mess up. Uh, and you have to have it trained pretty well because not only are they taking that data, they got to turn. This is the part I'm so confused on. Like they, you sit there and you write all this stuff out, and then you hand it, and you literally watch the lady or the man type right for ten minutes, like mm-hmm. manually inputting stuff, um, and then they and they ask for. Can I, I always laugh when you do your. Uh, your uh, insurance cards mm-hmm. and you fill it out and they still ask for them. Right. <laughs> Cause like, they don't believe you. <laughs> no, I, know. It, like, I gave you that last time I was in here, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, but, but getting that HIPAA compliance, making sure that you're getting the data, that data is secure. Right. Those are the things. It, it's funny. A lot of people are doing the um, um, internet medical records. What is it? EMR? Something like that. I can't remember. Electronic medical Electronics record. the word email, whatever I said. Um, Internet. <laughs> so so I, you hear us talk about solve all the time. They don't have that piece built out in their software, but like the, the urgent care or the, the primary care I go to use is Athena, yeah. Athena Health, which is really good. And I can actually like I can reach back out to my nurse practitioner just about any time I want if I need to refill on a medication or if I just have a question about something or, hey, I'm having a side effect or I don't know, I gained two pounds, whatever. If I want to if I want to reach out to her. I consider through that secure portal yeah, that's on, a, on Athena, and I, I like that. I've Mine's got, called my chart. Okay, so you know. Yeah, and that, and it works, and, yeah. and they're responsive. <laughs> ish. Yeah, mine is. Yeah, I was like, eh, ish. Anyway, yes. point I'm trying to make, though, is making sure that you have systems in place to handle, uh, handle, handle HIPAA compliance, handle patient information. Make sure that when you're coding um, their insurance that you code it correctly. All right. So all of this is leading. Okay. Nick, you just talked all about the front desk marketing. Michael, do you know, I haven't asked you and it's not written down on your sheet. Oh no. What (laughs) marketing tactic does this tie into specifically? Uh, retention. No, but targeting. Nope. I don't know. The most effective form of advertising in the world is word of mouth. That's it. Every everything everything we just talked about in this podcast today has a direct impact on whether or not you're going to have an effective word of mouth advertising. And talking about the most effective too, um, it is once if you do all these things right because these things you have to do anyway. Mm -hmm. So if you might as well if you're going to do them, do them right. Right. And the word of mouth piece is free, and now you don't have control over it. But you do to a degree. You have an influence on it. You have great influence. That's right. Um, And so, but it's huge. We we all know the like because here's the thing: our our digital marketing, we can get a lot people in the door. We know that, but we can't get fully convinced people in the door. Where uh, word of mouth, I say, hey Nick, I went to, I heard you got an issue, whatever. I went to this doc and it was fantastic, good enough for me. You know, like I'm in. You know, like that's the mindset, right? With a word of mouth. And so, like, you don't have to convince as much. And honestly, there's probably a little bit more grace inside of a word of a mouth. Word of the mouth. Oh, we're just losing it today. Word of mouth patients. 
in my opinion. There is. Yeah, there well, is. Unless it's negative. Because <laughs> yeah. that's word of mouth marketing, by the way. It's just negative. It can turn on your head so fast. And that's so, so we've talked, we have the mini episodes. Well, let, let, let's, let's do a quick one. You're, okay. Michael, if I told you to go try a good restaurant, okay, you're likely to try it. Probably. Yep. If I tell you a restaurant, that is the worst restaurant I've ever been to. I will never go. Say that again. I will never go. Okay. All right. That's the whole point I'm trying to make. I, if our, somebody our, says I had a good experience, they're going to at least remember the fact that if it showed up in a Google search, hey, my friend went there and they said it was okay. Like they handled everything, no problems, friendly, got in, got out, boom, I'll go there. But if they if that shows up on a Google search yeah, and that friend said, man, I had the worst experience at this urgent care, guess where they're not clicking. So, so and that, that brings up a point. Uh, what if – Friend A said, this place is terrible. Friend B said, hey, I went here. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, as the a conundrum, I'm in a, a, a pickle, right? <laughs> That's right. So what do I do? I go to reviews, and I make, an, and I make a judgment if I actually need them. Mm-hmm. But I'm already kind of like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll just go somewhere else. So it is so hard to flip that negative word of mouth. So you have to be careful because yeah. it can burn you really quick. And, you know, urgent cares in particular, y'all have it difficult from the standpoint of volume. Yeah. Like you guys have it such a hard time. We have a whole webinar around the idea, like reviews and stuff like that. And you guys have a hard time because most companies, if they break 100 reviews on Google, they're rocking and rolling. Yeah, that's good stuff because Ur- they, they average, you know, three to five a month. Yeah. Uh, urgent cares, if you broke a 1,000, you're just getting started. Yeah, that's three to five a day for <laughs> Seriously. It's insane. But let, let, let's match it up, though, a little bit, right, for word-of-mouth marketing. So we talked a little bit about, you know, that first that first front desk experience, positive, positive attitude when you came in, made you feel like a million bucks. The place was clean. Okay. All right. You get back there. They got your prescriptions sent to the correct oh, gosh. Walgreens. <laughs> I, I know. We'll, we'll hit the story <laughs> button in a minute and you tell one, right? Um, but they made that connection, and, and then you're th- – it's there when you get there, right? And then, oh my gosh, I did not get any surprise bills. I just paid my one copay and I didn't see anything else. Oh my gosh. I have such a negative view on bills when it comes to medical. <laughs> right? <laughs> but chalk this all up to the experience. The experience controls the word of mouth, right? So if I get these little miniature experiences right, the front desk, the coding, protecting that information, making sure there's no surprises, making sure that they get what they came here for, Right there's follow up. All of these different things that that front desk has a lot of control over. You have a lot more opportunity to get repeat visits, which is a, a part of our tenants here. Right? Yeah. Repeat visitors is what we want for you. Yeah, and, and you know, my goodness, if, if we had, a, if you had a point where your front desk could call people by name as they're walking in regularly, that person's sick. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're real sick consistently, but. But it's the, it's that comfort of it right. because I think that's some, that there's an identity that's being missed on the urgent cares because 20, 30 years ago where you only could go to a primary care, you were probably known by name. Right. Right. Urgent cares, most of your patients are pretty new like the, or they're sporadic. Like they only – they don't show up for every type of appointment they need. They only show up for like I need somebody now. And so creating that environment where there's opportunity – and it would be so cool where – you talked about earlier the receptionist could see who's lining up coming in, mm-hmm. and they they were able to identify that quickly and then start because using that first name it's powerful. Oh man, um, when I hear my name, I'm like, yeah. hey. By the way, what? if you want somebody to feel good, like if you're at a checkout 
at Walmart or Target and you're not using self-checkout uh, and you're using regular checkout, they have a name tag. Mm-hmm. When when they're done, when they're scanning or they're saying hi, you say hi plus their name. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. You have a great, uh, have a good evening, Bill. Bill, John. Anyway, uh, they'll it'll throw them off, but they'll they'll like it. Yeah, because I'm a person. They treat me like a person. It depends on the generation. And again, quick story. There's always one, right? Yeah. You know, Connor worked at Publix grocery store, and he had to wear a name tag. And he would tell me, he's like, "Man, I hate it when people call me by my name." I was like, is that a generational thing? He goes, you don't know me. You don't know me. Why are you talking to me? Like, that's, that's, that's just being a teenager. I, he's, I don't know. Well, and his generation Z, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Or whatever he is. Well, nonetheless, how did you enjoy our first installment? Give us some feedback. We want to hear yeah. back from you. Hello at patientcaremarketingpros.com. We got two more episodes that are related to this. Here's, here's something too. We do have some interviews coming up that I'm excited about. Yeah, we got um, one really cool one yeah, that yeah. we were not expecting. That's right. Yeah. So uh, very, very excited to have multiple guests that are lined up already for 2024. Yeah. Um, and there's not a bad one in the list, y'all. Like authors, experts, like we got we got the things coming. We're, we're learning along with you. <laughs> That's the best part of the podcast, in my opinion. Yeah. But like we had one with a lady on the uh, EIN stuff, and we're just like, wait, tell us more. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So y'all stay tuned for future podcasts. The, the, we're going to sprinkle in some interviews while we're going through this series. It's a three-part series. We're just now wrapping up uh, First Impressions Matter. Got two more coming up behind this, sprinkled in with some interviews. But, Michael, I'm super excited about getting this kicked off. Y'all leave us a review. Five stars is great. Anything less than that, we're doing it wrong. Let us know. All right, guys. Well, thank you all again, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Have a great week.